0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture Double Date. Uh, This week we all went to see A Star Is Born, um, the film with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I'm joined tonight by my usual crew of Anija, Gerald, and Maggie, and this is a full spoilers podcast, and just as a note, there may be some language, although we will try to tone down the language as well. Um, so yeah, this is full spoilers podcast, we're just going to talk about the movie, we saw it, we're going to talk about it openly, so, um... I think this is quite an interesting film to talk about because we're just getting into Oscar season. So I think, as a group, we should have a chat about whether we thought this film was Oscar baity at all. But why don't we just start by going around the table and getting everyone's thoughts on *A Star Is Born*? Um, who would like to go first? Shall uh, we give
1: a quick summary of the of the the plot?
0: Yeah, Anitra, would you like to... Oh, oh dear. (laughs) Whenever you offer Anitra, I'm going to take it up. (laughs) Oh,
1: no, okay, look, I'll try. Um, We actually did see it a couple of weeks ago, so I might not have the best memory of it, but the film starts off with Jack, who is played by Bradley Cooper, and Jack is, I think, a country slash pop kind of music star um, and we see that he is extremely famous but he has tinnitus which is a ringing in his ear which is um, kind of a problem that's been building up, he's been getting a lot of medical attention for it and the issue is threatening to um, affect his career. He um, is performing a show and when the show is over you see him kind of collapse in his taxi he downs a bottle of whiskey or whatever Whatever it is that he's drinking, um, he's obviously having a difficult time coping with the lifestyle. Um, he doesn't have enough alcohol to cope, um, you know, for the rest of the night. So he pulls over um, and he um, goes to a bar where he sees... Um, Ali, who is played by Lady Gaga, doing a performance. Um, He is, for whatever reason, really taken with her, really loves her voice, just sort of loves something about her energy. Um, And he spends a night with her where they go out, they get into a pub brawl. Um, Not not the two of them, but (laughs) um, Ali sort of hits some guy in a pub who is trying to get Bradley Cooper a selfie with Bradley Cooper Um, Ali sort of Tries to dig deeper into, you know, um, Jack's personality. Jack finds out that she writes her own original music and he basically encourages her to come see him perform. And then he drags her out on stage in one of his um, performances and gets her to sing an original number. And from there, Ali makes it big. You know, she's kind of discovered by this big time music producer um, and her career starts to rise as Jack's career starts to fall in the meantime they've fallen in love they get married um, and of course the, the the situation creates tension in the marriage it, it would have created tension um, with two perfectly emotionally healthy people but Jack is um, sort of far from at that point Jack is carrying a lot of Uh, heartache around from the fact that his mother died in childbirth so he never had a mother figure his father was a lot, lot, lot older than him and used him as a drinking buddy so he didn't really have a father figure his older brother tried to be his father figure but they had a lot of tension too, um, arising from the fact that they both started a band together his older brother was the lead singer but Jack had all the talent and so he ended up being the star and his brother ended up supporting him Um, So, you know, he's got that background as it is. um, And so, and of course, he has the alcohol addiction and dependence, and he's got a drug addiction and dependence. And all of that is, of course, a recipe for uh, a lot of tension in the relationship between him and Ali. Um, And, you know, eventually he kind of embarrasses her many times including when she is nominated for an award uh, it's a very awkward scene where Jack is drunk um, and we are all cringing to, to sort of watch how that plays out in the end I um, Ali's manager kind of tells Jack, look, you can go through rehab. You can say that you're over it. You can say that you've turned over a new leaf as many times as you want. We all know that it won't last. Um, and you are destroying her career. Jack takes that to heart and he commits suicide in the garage. And that's how it ends. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. So <a> uplifting story, <laughs> story, isn't it? One. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, so what did everybody think of A Star is Born? Um, why don't we just get some first impressions? Mags, do you want to shoot first?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I really enjoyed it, and the further away I am from the viewing of the film, the more I enjoy, I realise I did enjoy it. Um, I thought the acting was fantastic, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper really embodied their characters, um, and had um, amazing chemistry with one another. Um, I saw it as a bit of a fairy tale more than anything else, a fairy tale love story slash tragedy comedy slash musical um, slash theatrical production. So lots of different things wrapped up together in one. Um, and I absolutely love the music. I haven't stopped listening to it on YouTube, all the various um, clips that are available on Lady Gaga's YouTube channel. Um, and, yeah. So, I mean, I, there are definitely parts of the story and the way in which they put it together which um, defy reality um, and so you do have to go in there well, you know, without expectation that it's meant to be some kind of real-life drama. Um, but I think the movie as a whole really made up for it um, and I think Bradley Cooper's done a fantastic job as a director, not what I expected at all, um, from someone who started off with you know, when I first saw him in Alias, um, and then in The Hangover, so I think he's come a really long way. Um, and in terms of what I think about whether or not it's sort of Oscar worthy, I'll wait till uh, wait till I give my views. Okay, cool, uh,
0: Jerry.
3: Yeah, I thought this was um, this was um, a very fine film. Um, and whilst I was at first surprised by just how strong. Lady Gaga's performance was, it turns out that she spent quite a long time studying acting at the Lee Strasberg Theatre and um, Film uh, Institute. Now, for those of you who don't know, Lee Strasberg is probably the most um, important uh, acting teacher of the 20th century, Um, perhaps even more so than um, Konstantin Stanislavski, who created the method. Strasberg was the acting teacher to, to the likes of James Dean, Marlon Brando, Robert De Niro. Uh, I think he might have even had a hand with Al Pacino at the actor's studio in New York. Um, he's also known as the bloke who played um, Hyman Rothman, Godfather Part Two. So he's a, a truly phenomenal and influential figure in, you know, the history of American cinematic acting. And Lady Gaga studied at his film school. Um, he'd obviously died by the time that she turned up there, but, um, the fact that she was a, a student of acting um, rather rather um, suggests that um, this was she's not she, she she wasn't just some freak talent who you know turned up in her debut film role and blew everyone away. This is a woman whose talent was finally honed and um, had some appreciation of the craft, perhaps more so than we appreciated uh, when this movie first came out. Mm. So she is extremely commanding extremely compelling in the role, um, and goes toe-to-toe with Brad, Bradley Cooper, um, whom we know uh, earlier in the decade was nominated for um, a Best Actor Oscar three years running. So uh, this is a movie which rides off the strength of two uh, powerhouse performances, ably supported by um, some members of the supporting cast, Sam Elliott, perhaps the greatest of uh, America's living character actors, and... Um, Surprise, surprise, Andrew Dice Clay playing um, Ali's father. Andrew Dice Clay in the 80s was um, a stand-up comic who wasn't particularly funny. Um, He wasn't particularly funny when he played himself in Entourage about 10, 12, 13 years ago. Um, But in this movie and in um, some other recent roles where he's playing a, a supporting role, playing these sort of Slightly blue collar characters. He's shown himself to be really quite sympathetic and engaging. So the performances are uniformly great in this film. I think obviously um, the movie is a remake of a well told, an often told story, um, and so we know we, we're kind of familiar with the story beats. You know, even if you hadn't seen the previous versions of A Star Is Born, you know where this this movie is more or less headed. But that doesn't detract, I think, from the from um, the power of the movie, insofar as it is the story of these two people. Now, it, 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 I don't think it's got much to say about the nature of stardom or how stardom warps uh, anyone's character. Um, but I, I don't hold that against it. So all in all, um, it was a good. It was. Um, it was a great. It was a good time in the cinema.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay, cool. So why don't I go next, and I and then we'll go. I know anaja has some specific points she wants to make about the film as well. But um, what I why don't I go next? Because I, I think I've, I'm probably the dissenting opinion here. I I thought it was an okay film, right? Like I think that if there were not such big names, um, sort of a tri- like linked to the film, um, it, I I don't think it would have been as well-received, I guess the way I saw this film was that it felt like melodrama, really, right? Like, it was, you kind of could see the writing on the wall from the get-go, that this was going down some tragic, melodramatic um, path. And I guess for me, it didn't really work, mainly because there were certain character motivations and sort of... Really, the character motivations and... um, kind of, like, plot aspects that I didn't feel like were kind of strong enough, right? Um, like, I I definitely did not feel, I know Gerald mentioned the point that, um, this film is absolutely not a deep rumination on the nature of stardom and whether that changes an individual, because there's not really that discussion at all, right? Um, by the same token, I, I felt like as a love story, um, I didn't really fully understand why they were so like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's characters, Ally and um, Jackson Maine, were sort of, sort of so um, in love with each other. Like, I guess those motivations didn't really sort of click with me, right? And so as a result, I, I, I didn't really feel this movie probably as much as you guys did. I fully acknowledge everything that's been said. Like, I think that the music was really interesting, really entertaining. Um, like, against my own, um, I guess, against my own volition, I find myself humming some of the tunes as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that. It, it, it's definitely... Um, it definitely has that going for it. But I just really can't shake the feeling that if this weren't Oscar season, if this weren't so obviously, in my mind, something that was aiming to get an Oscar, and if it didn't kind of have these names behind it, if it wasn't shot in this sort of, like, very Oscar sort of baity way that I would say, um, it just kind of comes across as sort of any old melodrama, right? Like, So, yeah, anyway, that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from, um, manager your
1: shoot. Uh, Yeah, look, the further I get away from when we watched this movie, which was a couple of weeks ago, the more I think it, the more I agree with sort of Darren's overall judgment of it, which is that it was okay but not great. Um, look, it is primarily a love story and I, I guess that confuses me a little bit because you know it's it's supposed to be a movie about the rise of a star. You know, it's it's called A Star Is Born. It's meant to be um, about the rise of Ali's character, but for it to be about that there would have to be some development in her character or her ability, her performance ability. There would have to be some tension with respect to that journey. And there isn't any tension or development with respect to that. Um, She starts off as an extremely um, brilliant singer right? She can already write brilliant songs. She can already deliver spellbinding performances from the beginning. It's not like she grows in, in, in ability or, 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 or anything really throughout the movie. If anything, she kind of takes a bit of a downturn when she starts um, producing what um, Jack uh, believes to be kind of subpar pop music. But even that is not developed, right? They don't make a Big deal. Like it doesn't get resolved. Like Jack raises with her that she's starting to produce crappy music on in his view. She takes offence to that, and then that story beat goes absolutely nowhere. Like it just mm. doesn't get resolved one way or another. Um. So yeah, you know, there's just there's no conflict about about that. Um, So, yeah, so clearly, it's not actually about her, even though she has, you know, credit, her name appears first in the credits. Um, The title indicates this is a movie about her, but it's not really. Um, It's really about Jack and um, his love. Look, it is partially about the love story, but I think it's even less about the love story and more about the development of the character of Jack and his pain and his attempt to try to claw himself out of this pit of depression that he is in and his hope that, you know, she is the answer, that falling in love with Ali is the answer somehow, and it just never is. Of course, predictably, it's not. Um, and just watching him slip and fall and slip and fall until his ultimate demise, and just the pain he's always in, and like I think it's a character study about him, which is fine. And to be honest, that's the most compelling part of the movie. And I, to this day, I think when I think back about. Back on the movie, what what stays with me is the performance of Bradley Cooper. Yes, I think Lady Gaga's performance is amazing too, but I think hers is amazing because we don't expect her to be a brilliant actor and she's she's a very good actor. But I just think Bradley Cooper's performance was absolutely amazing. He probably does deserve an Oscar for that performance. But I think the story is just highly manufactured to to give him that stage and to give him that opportunity. Even the love story, I think it just wasn't very good. Um, Look, I don't tend to like love stories in movies. I mean, I do like them, but they don't really stick with me. They don't move me particularly because they don't tend to be very real. Um, And this one also, like, you know, Mags was saying she sees this as a fairy tale. But I have a hard time seeing this as a fairy tale because, you know, they introduce a character, Jack, who has a lot of trauma and tragedy and pain in him. I can't see that as a as a fairy tale story. Um that that is very real. But the relationship he builds with Ali is so not real. Like there's no way those two people would be in a relationship where they never really treat each other that badly. Like the worst thing that Jack says to Ali is you're ugly. And yes, that's a horrible thing to say and he does it to cause her pain and he does it, you know, in in one of their worst fights. But realistically, you know, he is he gets drunk every night and high on drugs and he is in absolute torment that is not the worst thing that he's going to do to his partner it's just not realistic yeah. they they yeah he, he's an right?
0: angel right for most of the film, he, to be an honest angel. he he treats her really really well right like um and really the only sin he commits is that he he's just an alcoholic right and they keep and i guess linked to this point so i agree with you and i think linked to this point is this idea of well what is motivating jack to be this sort of alcoholic and i I kind of feel like the film doesn't really want to explore that it it kind of drops a few hints but then it just allows us to kind of wallow in his misery a little Mm -mm. bit right yeah Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, exactly. So I think that's the point in that it's meant to be about his pain, but his pain is very clean. Like, it's clean. You don't really see how how bad it can get and that allows us to see this is a beautiful love story you could see it as a fairy tale I just couldn't um it allows us to care very 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 deeply about Jack and be you know I definitely cried hard when he died and lady and, and ali sings you know the song that he wrote for her at the end i was um when i cry in the movies i generally cry silently but i was shaking i remember holding Gerald hand and shaking and wondering if he was going to notice that i was moving a lot. <laughs> It, it was moving at the time because at the time I was so invested in him because they did create an angel out of him. It's just with distance I look back on that and feel highly manipulated because it wasn't real and I would rather... If I'm going to feel pain I want it to be about something that was real.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I think for me what's, what's linked to that is kind of... I I found it really odd the way they actually got together in the first place and I, I, like, I've thought about this a lot. It, it, it's actually... I guess when I think about this film, this is one of the main things that kind of really sort of sticks out to me as something that's really quite weird. Because she, like, when they first... They kind of have this one, in inverted commas, magical night, right? Where she punches this guy for (laughs) doing something which I think is not actually really that bad of a thing, right? The guy basically wanted a photo with a famous guy, right? Like, and then she, she, like, just throws... And and then, like, so she hurts her hand, and then I kind of feel like they have this sort of artistic moment together where, like, they sort of connect as artists. But it didn't really feel like they were, like, to Honestly, for me, the way I read those scenes was that he was almost like it was mentoring rather than, like, romantic love. So it, it felt like, I guess, the way... And then, basically she spends most of that initial part of the film sort of fighting this idea of, well, he's, he's famous, I, I don't really care, blah, 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 right? And then, like, <laughs> he invites her on stage, and then that's it, right? It's, it's just like she kind of just gets swept up in the moment, and then it's kind of assumed, oh... They're together now and they're hopelessly in love. Uh, It it didn't really feel like emotionally or intellectually it really built up to that. It it just kind of felt like one moment Ali was kind of like, I don't, this guy's, you know, this guy's just a famous star. I'm not really into it. And the next moment she's like, oh, I'm hopelessly like head over heels in love, right? So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I found that was weird. Although, look. Reflecting on it now as well, like, and look, uh, Mags, you can talk about this, but I guess the way, when you said that you felt like it was a fairy tale, um, I guess the way I interpreted that was more that a lot of fairy tale romances are very much like you put two, two characters together, and even though there's like no sort of specific reason why they should be together, they end up together, right? And it's this fairy tale because he is a prince in inverted commas, like a famous rich guy, and she is an unknown, Mm. right? So in that sense, I can see that it's fairy tale in the sense that, well, you know, like Prince Charming has no real reason to love Snow White, they barely know each other, right? But they end up getting together. <laughs> and that's kind of like, from a plot perspective, they're kind of forced into that position, and that's kind of a lot of what defines fairy tales, right? Love that is not necessarily rational or justified. Um, so, yeah. Um, Max, I mean, but, we, you
3: know, maybe the, the, inadi- the, inadi- the inadequacy of the love story isn't a bug. Maybe it's a feature, because maybe at some level, these two people really shouldn't be together. Um, Jackson Maine is on the way down. He's an alcoholic. He's engaged in a spiral of self destruction. For one brief moment, he finds himself connecting with, um, with Ali and pulls her up into stardom. And by force of her talent, she, um, embarks upon this trajectory towards, you know, pop music greatness. Um, and so they really are on different tracks and they're not really, um, that this is not a journey that they're on together because they're on very, very different journeys. And so the fact that the fact of, of their meet cute leading to this supposed love story not ringing true might not be a flaw so much as it is part of the design of the film and very much part of the story. Um, maybe these are people who, despite who, who despite their connection, really aren't right for each other. Um, and, um, and maybe – to see the film as a great love story may not be the correct reading. Maybe the, the film really is more just a tragedy about people who had a moment of connection, but were on very different d- different paths. Their paths intersected, um, and for that moment and for the, for a period thereafter, they thought they were in love, and they certainly felt a deep connection with each other, but... There was this yawning gulf between them that was growing and growing and growing and ultimately culminated in Jackson Maine taking his own life. So, you know, maybe the, the false note rung by the love story is not so much um, an indication of a flaw in the movie or some wrong decisions made by Bradley Cooper. Maybe it is there by design. Uh, no, I
1: don't, just like I don't, Yeah, go on.
3: Just as I think the fact that the movie is melodramatic is there by design. I think, you know, if you look at the source material, um, all the various previous versions of A Star is Born, I mean, not having seen them, but by all reports, these were old-school Hollywood melodramas.
1: So, I'm like... Go on, sorry. I keep interrupting you.
3: And so, um, again, you know, we... The word melodrama is often used in a pejorative sense, but I think they were they were reaching for that. They they, they knew what they. Bradley Cooper knew what he was doing in, in reaching for something that, that was melodramatic. He wanted something that felt heightened, not naturalistic, not realistic. And look, I'm not I'm not necessarily mounting a, a defense of every single decision that was made in relation to the film, but I think a lot of what a lot of the choices made in relation to the film are, are if you take a step back, um, understandable if not defensible.
1: Mm -hmm. I think Darren Mm -hmm. might agree with you because his main issue with the love story is that he doesn't understand how they fell in love. Um, But for me, that I do understand because I completely agree with you, Gerald, that yes, they never really had a basis to begin with and it was never something that was going to work out. And often that happens in real life. You fall madly, supposedly in love with someone because you think they're going to be the answer to something. Um, And I, I really do think that's how... Um, Jack or Ali as as some kind of savior, some something worth being well for. But you know, no one else can be that for you. Um, so, not surprisingly, it didn't work out. Like, so so I never really had a problem with their connection or. I didn't mind the fact that the connection wasn't based on anything because that is sometimes how people form connections. They shouldn't be together and it's not based on anything and yet the connection is strong. So that's not my problem with it. My problem with it is is just purely the fact that he is an angel. There is just no way with his issues and with what was going on between them that it would have been so clean between them and that their fighting would have been so clean. You know, let's face it, it would have been... I like you know you can't make assumptions, but it just wouldn't have been that clean. To me, the problem with the love story is that you didn't see how dark and how horrible it would have inevitably gotten between them, and they did that so that we could keep we could feel a lot of emotion for him when he died. Like, if we had seen him do something like smack her across the face or, like, really sabotage her or really abuse her verbally or physically or emotionally, we wouldn't have felt for him when he we wouldn't have felt from the same way when he, you know, tragically died at the end. And I think they made that choice for that reason, and that is what compromised the love story.
3: No, I, I think I think I think that's right. I absolutely agree. In real life, we have seen so many examples of musical couples that go absolutely sideways, and the Whitney path Houston, they're on is really just Whitehouse. Yep, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown, um, Ike and Tina Turner. You know, Ike Amy Turner Whitehouse. famously his, be, beat beat uh, Tina Turner. Amy Winehouse. Um, and and so yes he is he is very he is too good to be true and that is established very early on in the piece when after she's after Ali punches that guy in the bar and they go shopping and he buys her ice he also grabs a pack of Cheetos and she asks him cheetos you like Cheetos? He doesn't answer a question the next shot in the background we see his driver eating this bag of cheetos so this is a guy who even as he's making moves on Ali and trying to get ice for her damaged right hand, has enough empathy, enough sympathy for others, enough generosity to buy a bag of Cheetos for his driver. So
0: yeah.
3: um, it is very much established that he is perhaps a bit too good to be true, uh, albeit really damaged. Yeah.
2: So
0: so I think... I, I think ta- Sorry, Max, mm-hmm. do you want to go first?
2: Oh, I was just going to say... Um look, all of those different failings are probably there in his character. Did I care about that? I personally didn't. Mm -hmm. I was okay with him being a hero um, because I bought in very early to this being almost like a theatrical production. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to watch um, a tragic romance. Um, So by the end, I was very, very bought in, um, bawling when Lady Gaga was singing Mm -hmm. Um, feeling her emotion as she was, you know, thinking about um, how she's, you know, singing this the last song that he wrote for her about their great love story. I mean, think about, like, I was thinking about um, that other sort of tragic love story from the 70s called The Love Story. Um, And, you know, that whole, the the sort of relationship between the two of them is sort of doomed from the beginning, you know, when... Uh, when you watch to the conclusion of the movie with her sort of dying, you know of cancer and so on, and then the conflict of um, her family being rich and established, and he comes, you know, from a poor family. That's the sort of classic love story with classic romantic tropes of a, a doomed relationship from the beginning. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm I I love love stories, so for me that that was not an issue. That it was slightly unreal. Um, and he was a a guy who was sort of slightly too good to be true, Um, sometimes I think you sort of enter a movie knowing that and wanting to sort of disappear in in that fantasy. Um, And so for that reason, I, I was okay with that.
0: Yeah, so Mags, it's really interesting that you bring this up, right? Because I kind of understand what you're saying, because there is a certain genre of film, especially from probably around... like. The classic era of Hollywood, right? Where, you know, relationships are probably not super well established, but you're watching it for the melodrama, right? And you're like, you kind of know where things are going, but you kind of just are fully bought into it. You just accept everything the film tells you and you kind of like go with it, right? And you see that in the classic era of Hollywood, all of these types of films continue to be made, right? So I can understand if, the film and it's interesting that you perceive the film in that way it's kind of like from the classic era of musicals and that's because with if you look at a musical like grease right you're not see, sitting there watching grease going oh well like that love story isn't realistic <laughs> right you're kind of like well it's a musical like they're falling in love right and so i can totally understand what you're coming from where you're coming from there right for me i could, i didn't get that mainly because it was filmed in such a modern way right so like i guess like i'm so used to seeing a certain type of wet like those sort of musical style classical melodrama films right i'm so used to seeing them in a filmed in a certain way that when it's filmed in this like i felt this was filmed in quite a realistic sort of way right like you know a lot of over the shoulder cam blah blah that sort of thing like... right Yeah, 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 exactly, right? And so when I see that, I kind of... I immediately think of more modern cinema because modern cinema has a lot of that sort of very emotional, realistic style of acting. Um, So, yeah, like, for me, that was kind of the disconnect and why I... I never read the film in the same way that you read it. Um, Mm. I just wanted to circle back very quickly about Jackson Maine. I, I think... Like, I definitely agree with Anna Ger and Gerald about this idea that he is way too good to be true. And I, I kind of, there's just one last point I wanted to point out there, which was, like you know, th- there's this subplot that never really gets resolved, which is about Jackson's potential jealousy of Ali as she gets more and more famous, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is the greatest example of how he is this absolute angel, because his jealousy never really manifests in a sort of very direct sort of way. Right? Like, mm. the only time... He, she calls him out on his jealousy. You, like, they're kind of in this party, right? And, like, um, he... I can't remember. There's something about how she's successful. And he kind of gets a little bit of a hissy fit and tells everybody to bugger off, right? And then, subsequently, she comes up to him and says, Oh, you're just jealous of me, Right? And basically, being the angel that Jackson is, and being so self-aware, he basically says, he just, like, admits it, and then they have, like, a cake fight, and it's kind of resolved. It's it's kind of like this thing, which is supposed (laughs) to put
1: it that
0: way. (laughs) I mean, this is exactly what happens in the film, right? It's supposed to be a point of tension, but it's never a point of tension because Jackson Maine, even though he's an alcoholic, is so emotionally well connected with himself and so like introspective and like understanding of the situation that he immediately resolves it internally and is able to just like get on with their happy love life. Right. Like it's, I think that was, like, the prime example of where... Hang on. Like, something doesn't feel right there. But, Hmm. like, if, for example, this film is actually meant to be viewed as one of these classic Hollywood romance tragedy type things, right? You kind of are like, ah, well, then, you know, that plot beat is fine because... You know, it's a musical or something like that, so you know it doesn't have to be ultra realistic. So, I don't know. Like uh, for me, that sort of incongruence is really is kind of jarring if it really is meant to be read that way. Yeah,
2: Mm. yeah, Mm. yeah. I can see that.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. Look, do you want to? Should we quickly talk about um, this film's Oscar? aspirations. D- did we feel like this film was Oscar bait? <laughs> definitely.
1: Definitely.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it was, um, I definitely felt it was Oscar bait. I, I definitely felt like um, the acting in, like the, look, mate, the combination of kind of the acting and the sort of very close-up shots that they had of the actors um, was kind of like Oscar bait-y, right? Like, Mm -hmm. This this is a film where you could definitely see one of the actors winning, like, some sort of Best Actor award, surely. I want
1: Bradley Cooper to win Best Actor. I think he... I think he's a very talented, excellent, exceptional actor. And, like, why not? Like, this was a great performance. Yes, he created this to give him the stage for a great performance, but, you know, why not? He's definitely earned it over the years. Give it to him, I say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, look, i I got to say, I did feel that Cooper, like... I, look, I, I've said this before, but I felt like I could feel the stench of alcohol <laughs> as I was watching <laughs> it, right? Because he is constantly red, right? Like, throughout yeah. this the film. eyes
1: <laughs> are red, eyes are bloodshot, yeah. Yeah,
0: he's got this constant sheen on his skin yeah. that's, like, slightly sweaty. Like, it constantly looks like he's in a state of hangover. <laughs> like, so, they've done... Whoever's done his makeup is really good at portraying a man who is always slightly drunk and he's got the oily hair, right? The ultra oily hair that he's constantly yeah, yeah. slicking back. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But, but
3: but he's still pretty.
0: Yes, he is, right? Unusually <laughs> so for someone who's supposed to be like ultra drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, you know, Bradley, you know, both of them, both of them, act the act the shit out of this movie um and look if i were completely cynical i'd say look obviously this is oscar because the way the way uh, a man wins a best actor oscar is to play disabled or addicted somehow and the way a woman plays disabled is to go uh is to play um less glamorous and so we have lady gaga removing um, her makeup at first but that's bs uh,
0: she is actually, in makeup she's in makeup and, she's in makeup and and all actually, the
3: time she and well you know sort of or at least but we get to you know, see her of,
1: we get to see her actual
3: face we, we, yeah, we see it we see her face and yes. she's and she's she's sporting a natural hair color in, in the first part of the movie so <laughs> something um, called natural hair color anyway yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah she's she probably doesn't have a natural hair color anymore so um and 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 so, yes, they're they're, they're obviously straining um, for. I'm not saying they 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 made this movie obviously with that as their sole intention, with their sole aspiration. But um, they would be less than human if they weren't straining for um, the, that that um, that goal. Um, I don't think it. I don't think the obvious Oscar bakeness of the performances um, diminishes the movie or detracts from. Um, the impact that with which it lands I, I, I still think you know even if you were to read the, the the manner of each performance in the most cynical light possible this is still a compelling and powerful film that still packs a packs a punch um, mm. by by the final reel so mm-hmm. um, I
1: just think the more you follow a formula and Oscar Oscar movies always follow a formula the less it means anything that you've won an Oscar, um, you know, the more you know what elements you need to add to a movie to get an Oscar, the less it means anything, um, so yeah, I don't think it matters that he has tried to get that award, I think he deserves it, mm. um, but I just don't really know what that award means anymore.
0: Yeah, I look, I mean, we can have, it's probably worthwhile having a discussion about the Oscars um, as we get into Oscar season and we may actually even like watch all of the Oscar bait films this season <laughs> and have a take a yeah. view on this right but definitely incre- in the modern age Oscars are awarded to like a very narrow band of films right like it's mm-hmm. it, it's you, you don't see like sort of truly interesting different films getting Oscars um, mm. yeah so it's i got to say, it's actually one of these things. When I was a kid, like, when I was young and naive, I always thought that the Oscars meant something. And increasingly, as I get older, and I don't know if it's just age or genuinely the film industry has, like, changed, but it feels nowadays that, like, you know, films are made to kind of get Oscars and they kind of follow this formula. Um, and so, as a result, like, when they emblazon on the movie poster, like nominated for a billion Oscars or whatever, it no longer really has the impact for me, because I kind of feel like, well, you know, like they kind of engineered engineered it for that. It doesn't necessarily say that it's a better film or anything like that, right? So,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, Yeah, anyway. and, and, and the, the other Oscar-baity aspect about this movie is it's a movie about showbiz, and movies about showbiz, <laughs> particularly movies about the movie business, yeah. do very, very well at the Oscars, and that's why that's why it was a real surprise, for example, when Moonlight took our best picture over La La Land because everyone yeah. thought La La Land had a <laughs> lock in it, being a yeah. movie about being in movies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And about showbiz. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, you can read you can read all that cynically, but you can read the the entire sort of production as a cynical exercise, and perhaps it is tinged by cynicism. But I don't think that detracts from the movie quite as much as I would otherwise expect it to. Mm,
0: mm, mm. And look, look. To be honest, even whatever my criticisms are, right? Like when you are sitting in that cinema, you you are engaged by that film, right? Like you yeah. you definitely feel the look. I mean, I. And probably much more cynical than you guys about melodrama films. And I definitely... Like, throughout the film, there were times when I was like, okay, so I know that something wrong is about to happen because this is a melodrama. And you're just (laughs) like, well, what's going to go wrong here, right? But I can't deny the fact that I was engaged and I was enthralled by the actors as well, right? So, yeah.
1: Darren, Darren and Gerald, did you guys cry at the end?
0: Uh no. No, what? I did not cry. Like why
1: do you guys not cry? I, think, I, I
0: didn't I didn't comment? cry. I didn't cry. Max cried. cried. I,
3: have, I have cried in movies, but I didn't cry at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I rarely so it's, it's not that I'll be, uh, be capable of shedding
0: tears. <laughs> I just
2: didn't shed tears.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: not moving. Okay. This one was not moving.
0: Um I, I def I I don't really cry in a lot of films. I Look, here's, here's the awful truth, right? I was probably closer to crying in The Dark Knight Rises than I was <laughs> in. <laughs> I, I think what moves me is like... So, like, when I watched the Batman's films, I felt like they were moving, because I was like, man, this guy is sacrificing himself for, like, Gotham City, right? Wow, what a man! <laughs> well, with the Star is Born, I kind of I felt like, oh, well, this is just... A, Look, the cynical part of me probably won out. I was like, "This is melodrama, right? This is." Melodrama. So.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have shed tears in melodrama before. Like, much to my much to my grave embarrassment, my I my eyes got watery when when Rose got back on the Titanic, and,
0: and, and Jack was like, "What
3: are you doing, Rose?" Um, so it's not as if it's not as if, it's not as if I'm completely cold of heart in relation to these sorts of films. It's just that. Uh, it's just that you know this. It was you know it was so foreshadowed. It was so expected. It still had an impact. It was still um, tragic to see. Although I must say, what made what made the ending impactful, what made his death more impactful, was the strength of Lady Gaga's final vocal performance, rather than the actual fact of Jackson Maine uh, hanging himself in his garage.
0: Oh, I was gonna say that the dog outside the garage—that—that that really hurt me personally because I love dogs. Dog. <laughs> oh,
2: dog. That's who you would be best supporting actor to
0: Dog. Definitely. Bradley Cooper's dog, best supporting dog. actor. <laughs> really Hi. convincing as a dog. <laughs> Do
1: you know what? When Lady Gaga was singing that final song, I couldn't, I was really distracted by the thought in my head that there is no way she would have been able to sing that. Like, she was, to sing something like that, you've got to feel all the feels and given what had happened to her, there's no way she could have sang that without breaking down. Like, the whole time I kept thinking, what would it be like if I was a singer and, you know, Gerald, you had just died in this tragic way and you'd written me this love song and now I had to sing it in front of a crowd. I'm like, no way! You wouldn't even get through the first two words.
0: <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Max, I saw you were crying as well, right? Like, what? What was it that made you cry? Was it just like? Because I know you're a sympathetic crier as well. So, <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, so, um, it was a bit of like sympathy crying because I could hear the emotion in Lady Gaga's voice. Um, but it, yeah, I was just sort of just taken away by you know this is the end of the of this tragic love story and he died and she's now singing you know to express her sorrow and her gratitude for everything that he did for her and to sort of end the this chapter of her life and begin a new one and I mean I I sort of viewed that last song as from the perspective of a musical you know she's the Uh, the main character notionally of this movie. And so it makes sense that she, you know, opened the movie with a song and then ended the movie with a song. Um, So I sort of cried from all sorts of feels
1: (laughs) I I cried from the pain that Bradley Cooper must have been in to have never really felt like you know to never have felt a mother's love to have never have felt really a father's love and to like succeed and be loved so much by the public for that but for that to mean really nothing in the end and to finally meet somebody and to think that this is going to be the thing that heals him this is going to be the love but all of that is filled with pain too, to the point where he sacrificed. He just gives up. He he just can't go on anymore. Like he is so destroyed. Uh, to me, I didn't cry for that love story. I just, to me, all the feels were, were Bradley Cooper feels, and this is why mm-hmm. I think he actually like mm-hmm. deserves the Oscar. Like I think he just mm-hmm. did, he did a really good job in conveying pain, and I felt it the whole time. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, I I think um, we're done having a chat about A Star is Born. Um, Next week, we will talk about something else. We're not quite sure yet. This is a highly disorganized podcast, so (laughs) we will let people know somehow. (laughs) But thank you very much for listening. Um, And, yeah, yeah, thanks for listening. And thank you also, my pop culture double (laughs) daters, for contributing. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.
3: Nice guys.